Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mortals Inc. Podcast. It's Carlos Robles here at Immortals Inc. Podcast. Did I say podcast enough, Nate? Uh, not enough. One more time. <laughs> and I'm being joined again by Nate Elwood, right? How you guys doing? Let me check the box. Yep. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> and we're back here again. We're going to do some more talking about fantasy RPG, the role playing, the Warhammer one. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was able to read it and digest it and see how that. Uh, oh, got plenty to talk about. Oh, in a good way. In a good way. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I have to go and uh, burn some books for insurance purposes. No, 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 I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that anyway. Uh, anything exciting or part of the introduction that I missed? Or um, that's a great gonna, game to begin with. Nah, we'll get to that. We'll get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't think you missed anything. Okay, I mean, good. This is a Mortals podcast. Mortals podcast. podcast. You're watching it. Did you see the fancy new logo? I just put it up today. Josh made a new logo for the actual podcast itself. Oh, I got microphone, and you know, I hate to admit it, but he did do the web page, and there's actually a picture of me like superimposed over something, and it looks professional. And I don't know what I'm saying. It looks gonna, professional. I get embarrassed when I have my, my face <laughs> on something. I don't know. It's, it looks good, Josh. <laughs> it looks good. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> something bad's going to happen. <clears throat> uh, what do we got going on? Uh, let me a couple things going on at the store. We got the painting contest. Yes. It's going to a March 15th. It's you can still get in. You have March till March 15th to turn your model in. Notify us and turn your model in. The thing is, you have to show up. It has to be unpainted. It has to be, um, yeah, just raw model. Right. 60 millimeter or less on a GW model. Any model, fantasy, you know, 40k, whatever. Old Those, models too. Old, yeah, old models. As long as as GW long as put it out. Yeah, 60 millimeter or less. Um, just the basic stuff. You can add a little stuff to it, but no kit bashing, right? No crazy kit. A base model right. you can kit bash from yeah. there. Yeah, that's fine. And then uh, the fifteenth is the due date for yes. it, so you got to bring it in. We're going to display it in our cases, and then the customers will be able to vote on it. And then the first prize gets thirty bucks credit, yeah. mm-hmm. and it gets featured on our streams. Twenty bucks for second place, and ten dollars for third. And then. It's a buck to get in if you buy the model here. Mm-hmm. If you don't buy the model here, it's five dollars. I know. I got to keep the lights on, right? Hey, I'm sure. Dog on me. Another exciting thing we have going on. It's called Proto Spiel. This is going on for the whole weekend of March eighth through the tenth. I were actually staying open late till midnight on Friday and Saturday. Do you know that yet? He does not. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you're working late, buddy. So. Uh, it is game designers bringing their games. You have to buy tickets for it, so you got to go to the Protospiel site. Okay. Um, I think we have a link on the event. Yeah, the, if you go to the event, you can link on it. It's actually game designers asking for play testers. Ooh. And play testers coming in. It's all serious because they're all, you know, it's yeah. not casual. Not some guy, you know, eating pretzels and getting everything dirty. These are like guys that really want to know. But it's a whole weekend event, and we're expecting 50, 50, 60 people to attend. Okay. It'll be a whole weekend event. So if you want to come in and watch, you know, you can do it. Just don't, you know, you can't disturb them. You know, they paid, they're paying to get in to, to do these things. And these guys are paying for people to make their games better. So awesome. I have no idea what kind of games are going to be here. <laughs> but but I go, uh, Flavor Text, our gaming boarding groups, is all up in that. So if you've got any awesome. questions, is ask it them. all board games? Is it's it all board all games. Board all board games. Board oh, games. cool. Yeah, prototype. So oh, nice. You know, it's nothing. I mean, it could be fancy, could not be fancy. It might be some cards. I, I don't know. I've never done it. They approached us, and we were thrilled to have them. So we're going to see. But uh, I'm sure we're going to probably do 
some sort of podcast or an event and talk to a few people and maybe it's, yeah, I'm probably lots and lots of pictures. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, so just a couple new things we got this week. Well, this wasn't this week, but Ravnica Allegiance. We finally got our uh, bundles. bundles in, also known as fat packs ah. back in the day. Got those in. So if you can't find them anywhere, we still have them. Same retail price. Uh, the toolkits, too. Deck builder toolkits. These seem to be popular for some reason. They're like a weird... You get uh, you get uh, four booster packs from various sets, a deck builder guide, and 100 basic lands. And then 125 random cards from a recent set. Hmm. So it's good for beginners yeah. or somebody who wants to start out. I'm sure it's a lot, a, a little less expensive than buying like the big, big old box. Yeah, a booster box. Yeah. yeah, like this is 42. Oh, 39.99. All right. And uh, you get a, uh, you get the 75 land, you get a 10 packs, uh, one premium version of each basic land, a box and a life counter and a player's guide. Which is kind of nice. Also, Cardfight Vanguard, of course. These guys are crazy, but the two of the new uh, trial decks came out this week. I don't know. Oh. No. Naoki Ishidi and Misaki Tokura. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me on that one. Yes. Dear Lord. Right. Yes, that's Dear it. Dear Lord. Japanese? No, I do not speak Japanese. But it seems like a rather popular game. Yeah, I see quite Bushi, a few. Of it's Bushiro. They're they're very, they're funny because they sent out a uh, their <laughs> their owner or whatever sent out like a press release or like a, a flyer to us and they says we will be the best card game. We they're very like they're declaring okay. war on everybody. I'm like, oh man, this guy's serious. And, he's all like, and he's going, he's going after it. Sometimes they'll even schedule their release events on. They're, they've on been scheduling, day? yeah, on the yeah. magic release. They'll schedule it against the magic release, which I'm like, ooh, mm. I like this guy. <laughs> he's, got, <laughs> he's got some hoot spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, for my Schwartz is also Bushy Road. I, I we're trying to get into this, and everybody's fighting me on it, but I think it might. I don't know. Uh, why Schwartz is their core game? It's a generic game, and then what they do is add different anime things to it, like anime characters, like. The only anime I can think of that they did recently that I would know is uh, Attack on Titan. And I guess this was the latest one was uh, ReZero. Your kids watch anime? Nah. nah. I don't know. I wish I knew more. We'd have to have somebody with anime knowledge come in here one day. You'll never get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a game you play your favorite anime. So each And they come with... Deck building, but anime they, base. Can they cross over with other anime? I don't think they can cross you can't cross them over. It's all that. Set. All right, we'll have to find somebody else what they're talking about with this. Mostly I'm anime. Sure, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who buy it. Um, I don't know. I'm too, um, I, I, anime's kind of cool, but I'm just. I'm, I'm that you have your niche for anime. The, the guys who really like anime, men and women who really like anime. I really was really actually like I work with a guy who watches yeah. it. It surprises me. A lot of guys like. In their 20s and 30s, like yeah. our hardcore anime fans. Yeah. But then again, I guess it's because anime was popular when they were kids. So they yeah. watch it, you know, we catch a, you know, grown man watching anime on his Netflix. And I'm like, what is that? I remember Ghost in the Shell. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. My guy's my age. I'm like, oh, hell, you know, Dragon Ball Z. It's guys I would never expect to know it. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this is that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then and he's got quite a following. I, I tried watching a few episodes. I just, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I guess it's a thing. God bless you. <laughs> Souped up cartoons. Yeah. Also, uh, as a uh, 
follow-up for our Vampire the Masquerade, we finally got the, well, not finally, it just released uh, Storyteller's Toolkit. Appears to be a screen. And probably an adventure. Or at least a background book. Uh, I should probably read this before I got on here, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a screen. Got the dice set. And we got a little, uh, this is all the notebook for right. adventure that's games. The, the character notebook. Or, yep. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. High quality. You'll be wanting this, don't you? Uh, You're thinking about it right now. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'll keep you a copy. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. And finally, I just had to reorder some Savage World stuff from last. Uh, we did a podcast about Savage World last time with mm -hmm. uh, John Dunn, you know, who writes for Fantasy Flight Games. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got mad that we badmouth Fantasy Flight Game, role playing games. <laughs> Came in here with an attitude. No, he didn't. He was cool. He was funny. But, uh, I ordered some stuff from Savage World. I forgot. I saw this Paranoia. Oh yeah, they redid Paranoia. I don't know if you ever played Paranoia, but it's a lot of fun. This is a redid box it's set. A this good pickup game. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, basically you're stuck in a world uh, like a bomb shelter mm -hmm. controlled by a computer, and uh, you're not allowed to procreate or nothing. But uh, you get six clones, and uh, it's all based on your different clearance level and then the computer who's insane. The computer's insane. I should have mentioned yes, that right at the beginning. That, that isn't. And everything's bomb. out to get it because it's in a bomb shelter. So yeah. uh, it sends people out to do missions like, hey, you know, go paint this hallway blue. Okay, but you're not allowed to be in that hallway because it's past your access. But if you don't do it, you're a traitor. If you do do it, you're a traitor. So you got to figure out how to get it done. So yeah. in, the, in the meantime, you're fighting against everybody else. It's a good. It's a fun game to just. Yeah. Bear and pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Bear and pretzels. But, but it's pretty fun. It is. It but is. that's all I got. But uh, and that's my copy. I'm probably going to open that up later. And... <laughs> be mad that it's not from the 80s yeah. that's <laughs> old guys it's old guys well, i should have just reprinted the 80 version yeah. jerks no i'm kidding i like the old cardboard cut cutouts and not this plastic yeah. detailed detailed stuff. Pa finely painted miniatures <laughs> yeah what's wrong with these people <laughs> i just want a piece of cardboard that bends and you can't tell what it is after like five sessions yeah not even <laughs> <laughs> and then argue about range it's like that's eh, about in my first set of uh polyhedron dice was from a dungeons and dragons box and they gave you a crayon inside the box because oh, yeah, the, it, the pips the numbers weren't filled in with any ink you had to actually rub the crayon on it so that you could tell what numbers you were rolling well you know what's funny is those are worth a lot of money now <sighs> too bad we smashed them yeah <laughs> we were young well <laughs> if you can get a game with a crayon with it like i got a few copies of home and old games with yeah. the crayon and the un it's worth more. It's yeah. just, it's one of those goofy things that somebody knows what they want. Remember, uh, I was on this auction site one time and I had this bag of old dice and I didn't think about it. I'm like, I just threw them up there. Like, here's 10 dice or something like that. And they were all old. Mm -hmm. Cracked, it broke. It, 100, 150 bucks, like within a day. And I'm like, I put a dollar on it. I just, <laughs> and they're like, oh, this, this dice goes to this game and this dice goes to that game. And this was, a, I, how do you, you're looking at a picture, but I guess if you know what you're talking about, that's. I've gotten to that point. I'm like, <laughs> sadly, I've gotten to that point. You're now. like a pawn star guy. You I know. know. <laughs> you got the eye you know, for it. You know, uh, that crayon was actually Crayola. We were yeah. looking for a uh, Ray Art. <laughs> <laughs> 83 Ray Art black. <laughs> we're a knockoff yeah. Chinese version. It was only look. partially beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's a market out there for everything, right? I know. There's always got to be somebody who wants something. No, it is. It is. It is. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why I got a whole place of stuff nobody yeah. needs. It's just they want nobody needs any of this. 
If you want to find, you should a, buy it though, but you don't need it. <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for a 1992 X Files uh, collectible cards okay. from Tops, come yeah. on in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Nate just dropped off his uh, classic card collection. I got to yes. take a look at. So he's got Spellfire in there. Right? Lots and lots of Spellfire. So that's rough. Yeah, it could go one way or the other on that one. Yeah. Got Jihad in there too. Yeah, wonder why they changed the name. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not gonna go there. <laughs> okay. <go ahead. laughs> All right. Anyway, so we're back here for part two, part two of the Warhammer Fantasy. You actually read the new rules. Yes. So we're gonna go over and see how it goes. So, the Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. This is the fourth edition of it. Now, we already went over the first three in the last podcast and pros and cons of it, or at least uh, my take on the pros and cons uh, of all of it. Yeah, I, I took notes, Nate. <laughs> okay well originally it was gw there'll be, be a quiz <laughs> first edition gw in the 80s and then hogshead publishing in the 90s yes after that uh, uh because of many different reasons uh with their intellectual property it went over to the second edition from green ronin and that is by far what most people consider their favorite edition mm -hmm. fantasy flight took it over for third edition i don't want to talk about it We'll just, we'll just yell that again. We'll, we'll just leave that one lie. Like basically turning a role-playing game into a board game and counters and chips Listen, and tons of different dice. I don't think John actually wrote for fantasy. Hey, it don't matter. I Oh boy. He could, be, he could be sitting here and I'd be like, you guys really screwed the pooch on that one. But hey, that's, that's it's my opinion. That's it's my opinion. Somebody locked the door. <laughs> Can you show hey. the podcast now? <laughs> All right, go ahead. So we get into... Uh, Fourth edition here, and Crucible Seven. Now, Crucible Seven is a UK company. Uh, they they put out <laughs> other is. games. They put out the Adventures of Middle Earth, uh, Doctor Who role playing, the One Ring role playing, um, Trail of Cthulhu. Yeah, the uh, Victoriana, the steampunk stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, there's one more. Lone Wolf. If you remember the old Lone Wolf, uh, choose your own adventure type game uh, mm -hmm. books from back in the day, they Actually, made a role playing have, game. We out have that out. Front too. Oh, I used to love those when I was little. Well, not the books. We have the new role playing game. Right. Um, so they got the licensing for this, and which I think is awesome because they, like uh, everybody who was afraid that they were going to make it uh, Age of Sigmar and have uh, fantasy space marines or whatever, they did not do that. They went back to what I like to call, they went back to basics with it. They took the original GW, dark, grim, perilous uh, Warhammer fantasy setting brought it back in all its glory the rule set itself is well done but just to get into the the book itself and i i sound like i'm toting on it a little bit but it really is a gorgeous rule book it's a it, some of these are just perfect work to, works of art like they it's it's rare you always have like some books where they have some really great art and then some stuff that you know it's like oh we just need to fill in a quarter of a page here or something you can still see the lines right, right. The, no the notebook paper they drew it on yeah this book, they actually, the art in it is wonderful, and it really helps capture the feel of the game itself and the setting. Because pictures always say, you know, more than a thousand words, and a lot of these full illustrations really does show what the old world is like and everything. And anybody who's played it before or has been oh, into see, it I like before, that. I like that already. Oh yeah, this 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 map is gorgeous. Oh, the map and the there was like a that. full page oh, called. Go back. This one. Nope, the other way. Other way. That one. That one? See, that puts it up in yeah. perspective well, for just me. saying that one, we'll, we'll go like that. Oh, sorry. It's, it's an interior illustration. It's two pages. Yeah. It's uh, it's gorgeous. It, it's it like really a field is. with a, a scarecrow and something burning in the background. It's 
it captures to me Warhammer Fantasy. Right. Well, Warhammer Fantasy yeah. is not Age of Sigmar. No, it, it is, is not. Even in uh, they've totally made two different properties. GW has. Yes. Okay. Not and that's another reason why I'm excited about <clears throat> what Crucible Seven has here. Okay. Because unlike before, that intellectual property that GW has, they don't really care about anymore. I shouldn't say they don't really care about, but they're not going to they're not going to publish anything for they're it. Not support. They're not so supporting it. I think. Crucible 7 can say, I want to make a book about Lustria. And GW will be like, hey, if it makes us money, sure. <laughs> you know, like I, that's that's the way I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to really happen. But uh, just getting back to the main rule book, though. Sorry. So, um, like I said, it's back to the grim, dark fantasy. This this game is not your AD&D or high fantasy type thing. This is a more gritty game. Um, and that appeals to a lot of people simply because, like, if if you don't want high fantasy but you still want dark, <laughs> this is definitely there. You have – it's a brutal combat system. Um, that's not to say your characters will constantly die. They will die. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. But so there's, there's mechanics in – Is it like Cthulhu die? Call of Cthulhu die? Or? No. I mean, okay. I think between um, – like uh, – if, if you go on one spectrum, you have Vampire the Masquerade, which is your characters probably shouldn't die unless, you know, your, your Ever, GM right? yeah. doesn't like it. Because it's all story based. You really want the story going on. And you look at A and uh, Call of Cthulhu where you're supposed to die. I would say it's it's definitely closer to Cthulhu, but not so close that like you'll be making a character every third session or something. Okay. Like that. It definitely has character development in it. And there's mechanics in there to make it less deadly. But it's part of the fun is in the combat system. There are rules for having critical hits and, and you know, how to replace a limb that you lose or what have you. It's, <laughs> okay. it's really. That's not funny. Well, it is fun. It is fun. It, and it's part of the appeal of the game. Any of the, anybody who's played it before will definitely look at this and be like, oh, thank goodness they brought back Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay the way like we were used to having it. The, the way that you wanted to play it. This dark, gritty perilous adventure game um i love the characters because they're not all heroes like you play the whole career system in it which is a neat mechanic that's very unique to warhammer is you are you roll up a character that's basically an average joe like you that's what you start off as you decide to go adventuring mm -hmm. the mechanics that they put in to show that you are an adventurer that you're kind of chosen by the gods or what they call the fate system that's where you can spend these fate points that if you're going to die you miraculously don't. But once that fake point is spent, it is gone. You know? And uh, How many do you start with? Just one? Uh, you can start with up to... It depends on the, your race. Oh. There's also a cool mechanic when you start going through uh, character creation. Um, if you leave it all to randomness, because it's all percentile dice rolled. So you could go through and create a character that you want. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that. Picking the, the, the race you want, the career you want, all that. However, if you choose to just randomly roll for it, you get bonus experience points that you can actually spend right after character creation to buff your character a bit because oh, so you just, let the, the fate decide what you're going to be. So um, benefits of ran, it, it just, okay. Yes, it is. You, you get rewarded for not being the, 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 the munchkiner. But in a way, yeah, in a way, okay. I mean, it's hard to munch like in this that. game. No, I like that, but. that feature of it. It's like. It makes you want to generate. Like I would, based on that, I would generate a random character. Yeah. Oh, and it's <clears throat> character creation that. is the the first uh, set of rules you get into, and it took me about. I, I read through it once, 
went back, started to create a character. That's how I normally go through a rule system. I'll create a character first off. It only took me reading through it maybe once or twice to really get the hang of how to do it. And then I was just like, wow, this is a lot easier than most other games. Like, and that's just off of me reading it, you know, a couple of times. For a lot of people, character creation, you know, depending on the game, could take a, quite a long time. It's the worst. <laughs> it, I mean, it is. That's the that's the biggest down. That's the most work as a DM. I think is is character creation in your game. Right. Sit down, learn these new things, and you got the people who are like, well. How, how does this interact with this? And how does this interact with that? I don't that? get my strength all the way up. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. With the <laughs> randomness aspect of it, you're rolling dice and you're just like, okay. Like, for the vast majority of the world is going to be human. So if you're rolling percentile dice, unless you roll above a 90, above a 90, you're going to be human. Like, oh, one through 90 is human. So that's the vast majority. Of it. it's, a, it's a lower magic world, too. So you're not going to have, not to say that there isn't oh, wizards not, and everything. Okay. <clears throat> there are, and you can PCs or even them. But it's not like uh, AD&D. It's not like you're going to Waterdeep and, and there's wizards that, you know, fly around and, you know, drop. You're not at Hogwarts. Right, right. yeah. This, it's, it's definitely a, a, magic is dangerous. It's the biggest part of it. Uh, there's always, even if you know what you're doing, you could screw up and the winds of magic that is a, as it's called could fry your character well hurt that, them i think that travels across all of their uh, games workshop has always yes. said all of their games even fantasy and mm -hmm. future magic's terrible yeah. magic is a terrible yeah. thing to try it's it's very potent <laughs> but it's, very, it's a yeah. double-edged sword it's, you know it's great but it's terrible you pay for it you do um Keeping it all random, it's basically all random stats, random skills, random. Then you have your career system. Your career is neat because that's how you advance your character. Mm -hmm. And you can switch from, let's let's say you start off as, I'll do something, that one right there, as a smuggler. Well, eventually you could change out of that through going through experience and, and go into something that you find more appealing or, or something completely different. But the whole point of it is it shows that your your lot in life is kind of where you're stuck at. You, and you use your those skills that you learned in life in your adventuring. And your adventuring helps you learn those skills a little better or going into another. I like the, the reasoning behind the career system. It's not just like this person's a fighter. Every fighter has the same backstory. My parents are dead and I go out and fight. You know, yeah, like this one, you, you create a... <clears throat> Definitely create something that's much more unique than your atypical. I'm a cleric. I'm a wizard. I'm a whatnot. Even with uh, even with any other game, like especially D and D, mm -hmm. I always do. Whenever I do new characters or campaigns start, I always do. I have those books that uh, give you a whole background. I like doing that because then it builds up. And they might, you know, they might come in and say, "Would you agree, Josh?" Yes. He uh, yes, he's saying yes. Uh, he uh, he really is, guys. <laughs> that they might have an idea. I just want to be that fighter and I'm avenging my parents. And they do this whole background. They're like, oh, well, maybe you know they still are a fighter, but it might have a you know it's got his whole background and right. story, and they bring it. And then it helps when they're playing the game because then they act you know according. Well, it's not so. It's not like you're watching Thundara or something. You know? right. <laughs> it's like you actually have a back Conan all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's another nice aspect of this, or it, I shouldn't say unique, because when we talked about Shadowrun before, even the second in the second edition, they had these, I think it was 20 questions mm -hmm. that you would answer to, to give your character depth. And here it's, it's just 10 questions, but they're poignant questions to um, flesh your character out so that it's not just numbers, stats, skills, and talents, or what have you. It, you, you, it makes you think a little bit about 
that background of the character mm-hmm. and, and lets you throw in uh, little nuances for that character. Like there's a, a mechanic that's called resol- uh, Resolute where, you know, it's, it's your force of will. And, and in certain situations, you have to use that so that you either don't die or you have to you have to do this task and you can use this these Resolute dice to, to do it. But for when you expend it, you have to obviously gain it back. So you give yourself a motivation. Which it's just a one word thing like, uh, let's say, thrill seeker or something. So every time your character in game does something that would be considered or rebellious or whatever it may be, when they follow that type of uh, motivation, the GM will you know, be like, oh, for doing that, here's a resolution point. You know, like it, it works it into the mechanics itself so that role playing is a central part of the game. It's not simply I'm fighting, I'm you, you enter a dark room and then you cast fireball out the darkness, you know, like you... You definitely role play your characters out. They also have a mechanic for, um, and what I like a lot, because in Vampire, when we about the new Vampire, I talked about uh, creating a coterie, uh, like journal and map and everything. Yep. They do something similar in here where you have goals that the that your character has personal goals, and then you have goals that the entire group has. So everybody's got to get together and at least talk to each other like I have never not been in a group where there was one a-hole who was like, I'm just, my whole goal is to just counteract what every other PC does. Well, then right. that person doesn't play anymore. Well, it's, <laughs> but you always have that one guy, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one guy where uh, everybody uh, wants to do this and I don't, I want to do the exact opposite. And, and, and there's no good reason for it. He just, that's, that's how he gets his jollies for the game. But anyway, it's nice to have that mechanic where you have like, all right, guys, you're obviously all adventuring together. Let's give yourselves. It moves the story along. Right. It does. It really, really does. Um, How many pages is a character? I mean, how many pages? It's devoted to the character stuff? Yeah. Like 78. uh, How many pages total? Uh, 370, Uh, I think. What? 350. 350 pages. No, that's. It's a it's a large portion of the book is devoted to character, but a large portion of the game. Oh, it's only a fourth. Well, that's that's yeah, a quarter of a book. It's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, this is a this is a big because it's how you advance. Like, let's if you want to put it to D and D terms, it's literally your advances from basic to first level characters all the way through twentieth level. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, it's a it's no, a large see, chunk yeah, of what you got to do. You all those characters, right. yeah, all these different careers, all these different skills, all these. Different oh talents. yeah, that's skills. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, that's a good chunk of it. Then you get into uh, the skills and talents, which are unique for the character class that you're in and the and the the career that you take. Um, don't want to get too much into detail with them, but uh, they are well done. The the mechanics for them are well done, and how they present them is well done like i was i was impressed at how they did it and those are just like anything else they just add to the characters abilities right. and right. whatever it's special thing what you're do. good at you know and uh what you're not good at is you does just because you're not skilled in something sometimes doesn't mean if it's a basic skill like let's say everybody knows how to run some people know how to do a lot better you can run you have a your basic attribute that's linked to that skill and you can still do it mm-hmm. so you know, in some games, like, oh, you don't have the skill, you, you almost can't do that thing. You can't run. Right. Then that's ridiculous. Like, row a boat. You know, just basic stuff that you could probably yeah. pick up. Well, you're not going to be very effective, but you're still... Anyway, point is, I like that aspect of it. And they carry that over from second edition, and that was really good. Is there drawbacks? 
uh, negatives like you can take or at the moment um like a it's squid a, arm or something weird it is warhammer well that that comes in with corruption oh, okay and stuff like you're, That's you're a whole different section well, yeah like yeah, okay. what used to be insanity and stuff is now corruption like you can i mean it's a dark game and you come across chaos and so yes you could get a mutation you could get the pox you could get the plague i mean there's there's <laughs> it, you can make this as complicated I, as you wish yeah he just made me think did you see that meme that's a totally veer oh. off they had a <laughs> whatever you believe is fine but i sent it to josh yesterday it had uh it had a bunch of like uh, anti-vaxxer moms. Like, oh yeah, uh, I don't believe they cause this. And then underneath, there's like the Papa Nurgle. Nurgle. <laughs> like, all right, that was you understand that, you know? Okay, yeah. and I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, all right, that's funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the vaccines in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terrible. But go ahead. Um, I lost my train. <laughs> corruption. Oh, corruption. And everything. Yeah. Um, it's a D100 or D percentile dice mm -hmm. roll. So any any stat that you have as uh, there's a skill with it. Let's say you have a whatever strength and you have a whatever skill in melee or what have you. You let's say your melee skill is 58. You roll a dice. If it's under 58, that's a success. Now, a, a neat or an interesting mechanic they put in is what's called a success level. So. What you do is you take the number that you rolled and what the number that you wanted to do and you take the first digits and you subtract them and that's going to be how many success levels you have. So let's say you have a 60% chance of doing something and you roll a 20. Six minus two is four. You have four success levels on that roll. That's a, you know. That's simple enough. It's, it's a really good, complicated right. success level thing. Uh, so the thing is though, like, this is not, in my opinion, this is not a, this is your first time role playing. Um, this is what you GM. No, that would, that would. This is what you GM. Like this is not that type of game. Um, I I think a more think, experienced role player to GM it to be a player. I think uh, you could you could jump right in, and if you have a competent GM, yeah, it should say. be pretty easy. But I, if you're new to role playing, I think the success is level sometimes screws screws it, people up. It not only it does me, yeah, but it, it involves math. But I'm not too and, bright, and people so. don't math very well, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you're a GM for like, you know, one plus one, all of a sudden equals 11. Fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. it's 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 set up in a way that it's not so complicated that you're like, oh, man, I'm flipping back and forth from page to page to page to page. No, those are that's numbers. Right. And it's not so easy that it's, you know, like uh, roll a D10 and if you get above a nine, you're good. Both types of games have its, you know, merits or whatnot. Um that they, in my opinion, they've done a good job to bring back what Warhammer was. And the success level thing isn't so complicated to, to knock it out of like, oh, man, you know, like what Fantasy Flight did. Like now you need six different types of dice to do this and you get bonus. To, like it was so I like, pie charts and, and graphs <laughs> and uh, statisticians. I like that system because it took away the numbers, but it was cool to have the dice. Right. And, but yeah, if, if you like. Man. Board games, it made sense. He just hates fantasy football, oh, Josh. I don't know why. He I love, I love their board games. <laughs> I, don't I don't know could not stand stop. what they did to, to Warhammer, though. That was, and, but that's just me. Some people that probably that's their favorite edition. Over there. <laughs> um, then you get into, you get into the magic. Uh -huh. You have uh, divine magic and you have arcane magic, and the magic system, unlike 
first edition, which everybody complained about because it was it was insane. The first edition rules were completely insane. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to cast a spell that keeps rain off of you. That's fine. You can do that. But you need the ingredient for it, which happens to be a troll's bladder or something ridiculous, you know, like standard. Right. So <laughs> in, in this system, they've 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 made it like the double edged sword, but it's it's definitely easy to pick up, easy to learn, very clear. There's no convoluting it like you can do this if you have this skill or this talent. I like that a whole lot. And it's makes magic so much on par with what magic should be. That's what I like about it. Obviously, if you use magic, you do have to spend experience to learn the spells, which will make a magic user a little. But they're more potent than most other players anyway. So it, experience wise, it'll, it'll be a lot more for them to. Because with their spells and everything. So when they actually do something, it's pretty epic. Right. Okay. And and unlike the first edition, you don't just spend the experience points and then roll for you to maybe learn the spell. Yeah. Okay. You you actually do, okay, you got that one down. Um, then you go into uh, the GMing part of it, which is well written on, on how to run combat, how to uh, falling and diseases and all of the, as complicated or as, as easy as you want to make it on yourself. Is it all based on the 100 system? Yeah, it's all based on a D100. So combat's just... Yeah, D100, D100. Um, and yeah, how does armor work? Just Armor, all right. So let me see if I can show this to, if they got a character sheet in here. I don't know if we can zoom in on that one corner right here. It'd be the top, this part where my finger's at. Ooh. All right. So as you're looking at that, yep. you have this human form and there's little squares and boxes around it. Right. And there's numbers underneath denoting stuff. So let's say you attack a dude and you need a 27 or your weapon skill is, let's say, 40 and you roll a 32. What you do is you that's a you know, you successfully hit the guy. You roll or you take that number, you inverse it. So uh, 23 or 32 becomes a 23. So then you look on this little chart here. 23 is where? Left arm. Left arm. All right. So if that person had any armor that covered that left arm, they would have a number in that box denoting how much armor is there. 1.2 point, 4 point, whatever it is. That's how much, that's how many wounds get taken off of the damage that you're doing to them. It's like a, okay. it's like a battle tech thing. You know? in, in a way, yeah. in a way, yeah. That That's... That was from look, even first edition. Probably, yeah, it's, it's a great way to piecemeal armor together. So it's not just like, oh, well, I have, you That's know. That's kind of a cool, like, I, I, you could say right. I want to wear a shield and a right armor thing. Right. Yeah, I have you, a greave on this arm. Yeah, I got leather on this arm, breastplate really, and everything. Yeah, you so really, You could really fancy yourself up and right. still make it work. And it, it works in the system well. Like, obviously, you know, you're wearing a breastplate. Like Some where you're getting hit yeah. in the chest a lot, like, you know, you're going to get more protection there. But if it's hard to hit somebody in the head, in the head, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, so 01 to yeah, 09. Nine, yeah, so, yeah so, I mean, it's it's not as common. Um, combat cool. is pretty brutal, though. I, I, I was going to say, is, if you're talking like one, two, three points of damage. Or, yeah. yeah. And like, like most, most characters have between, I want to say, six to 11 wounds to begin with unless they have some skills oh, so that up it yeah, right that's, so it, it it can get pretty deadly um i like that already because like uh you play D, &D you do uh, you did 50 points of damage to you or whatever for right. every like something happened to josh last week and he took 50 points of damage but there really wasn't anything you know i'd have to come up with it myself like right. oh he gets i don't know skewered you know but they make that, they that make you combat. Can, I could build from that. Right. Where'd you hit? None of that you can go from that. I guess I could roll little dice, and but it's already made into the system. Right. So and not cool. only that, it makes it more narrative when you're doing. It. Like w when I was 
whenever I role played before Warhammer, like combat was never, oh, I hit him in the left arm and my strength bonus is four. Um, and I did this much time. Like, no, no, you're going to describe what's going on. Keep people involved and in I like combat. That. I like that too, because then your armor's gone. It could be. You like, could br- you know, bust armor, the armor. You know, your armor class never goes down and like say D and not, not ragging on D and D because it is what yeah. it is. But that's, that's pretty good for the background. You know, like you take all your armor on the right hand side and now all of a sudden you got no armor on your right side. That that's good role playing. Like, oh crap! I gotta go find me some armor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or and hey, stuff in here is expensive. Here. Like uh, when you imagine, studying characters are it, it's tough to like the amount of it's a rough money world, that you that's, right. You just you, there's nothing happy about any of their worlds. No, no. It's Whoever a, wrote this, the, a grim world of perilous adventure describes this excessively well. Everything. But so, there's so much story opportunity yeah, into it. I mean, I mean it's well, it's got it's got over 30 years of development from fans and GW alike. When you're when you're you happy, know. who wants to write a story or go do anything? Right. Yeah, right. we're content. I'm not going to go adventure. The, the, yeah. <laughs> I got no food. I better go find something. Right. <laughs> they also they also have a mechanic in here for what happens in between sessions. When your character is like, all right, we did what we needed to in this adventure. We might hook up again for another one. But, you know, you go back to your life for a minute or two. My, uh, and what happens during that? My rat farming days of. <laughs> yes, you're, you know, rat catcher and working the sewers. and That's cool. So uh, what do you think? You Overall, buy? out yeah. of 10, probably 8.5. Point 0.5? 8.5. Oh, 8.5. 8. 8. <laughs> I was like, wow. 8.5. I'll give it an 8.5. <laughs> I, point yeah. five. That's a little rough. Well, no, that would be no. I I love what they did with it. I love that they went back. Um, I really enjoy uh, the how they made the careers make more sense now from flowing from one to another. I love what they did with magic, the keeping magic simple. That's one thing I've always disliked about a lot of war playing games is is how hard magic is sometimes. They keep it pretty simple in this. The book itself, um, the sad part. Like I shouldn't say sad part. Um, it makes sense to me. There's no beginning adventure. Most rule books come with a little, you know, welcome to the world. This is kind of, and it's a, if a, it's a beefy book already, but I'm kind of glad they didn't put it in there because most of the time you run that adventure once and then that's like 26 pages of a book that nobody ever uses again. You know, mm-hmm. like I can see why they omitted it. And they're coming out with a starter set soon, which is a sample adventure and pre-generated characters. So, hey, you know, this is our rule book we have in here is a bestiary of, of, most of the common uh creatures i mean you what you need to to run a game is all in here everything you need all the magic rules are in here all the equipment's in here all, everything you need to advance is in here uh you have that bestiary you have uh, uh it focuses on the reichland which is just one aspect of the empire or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm sure they're going to start putting out more and more supplements oh, um if they can support this well i i think this this will that's probably a good, it's a good it's a good solid company right. too. cubicle seven yeah that's a good solid company so i'm not i could see if this if this launches well and if you get enough people like really into it i could see this doing better than a, a lot of uh fantasy role-playing games that are out there at, at the moment i think this is going to fill a niche well, it's been around so well it's been around forever too i mean since 86 was when the first edition yeah, came out it's got a good world to, to peel from right and I you mean, can get like, the people that are into warhammer into it like the miniatures and you can get people that are into AD and d into it for yeah, something a little more dark it's nice but cool worth the money worth the money oh yeah okay yeah um i might hijack your uh gaming group again just to to run something through to see, see how see it's one thing to read it it's another thing to, <laughs> it's another thing to, to really put it on the on the table all right. put it on the table so, so. We'll, we'll give it a try yeah, yeah. just I have to up my game every time somebody else DMs. 
Well, they did that, and they're better than that. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Nate. Um, that'll be it for now. If you yeah. guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, we got a bunch of others. I just put the last two I did. I just wrote them up. I forgot, but give you time to listen to it anyway. But uh, if you have any suggestions on what you want Nate to uh, come up with, you know, we should come up with a Facebook page. Yeah. That would be cool. Should we do that? Josh don't care. He's if if, if you are really out. interested in my two cents, tell me what do you want my two cents on. Yeah, I'll, you I'll know, throw it out there. See what kind of game you want to do or, yeah. you know, any suggestions. Uh, what is right. the other thing I'm looking forward to now that we uh, – I don't know if you guys know, but Josh Stallings, the uh, other owner of Mortals, Inc., he's done a lot of work with our online stuff. Have you seen all that? Oh, yeah. It's expanded quite a bit since. Yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of work. In it's, the past year. a little production company going here. I don't know what he's doing. You gotta watch him. Spending your money. You gotta watch him. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, five dollars. He gets five dollar budget. Man, you give him five bucks. Jeez, <laughs> five buck budget. But if you have any suggestions, of what we should do, I got an email at Immortals Inc. Podcast out Immortals Inc. at gmail.com. Call the store 216-712-7169. Uh, get a hold of us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should make a Facebook page. You're gonna be around here for a while. You've been doing this yeah. long. You're gonna have to yeah. stick around. Yeah. Have some fun. Okay. If not, we'll just stalk you on Facebook. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Make it a memorial page. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, what else we got going on? Hey, did you change the website? Yes. Our website is no longer, we're fancy now. Oh. We're no longer Immortals Inc. online. We're just immortalsinc.com. Oh. Yeah. We finally stole the website. You got, back. The, you got the rights back from somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. From whoever sniped it from us, we'd like to thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, we, uh, so, Mortals Inc dot com yes it's it's nice we got to make up new business cards and everything else but unfortunately but hey, uh price you pay yeah i know so it's easier to find but you go on there you can get all our stuff go on our facebook page immortals inc and get all the good yeah. stuff i think we're looking for some new uh our intro music is one of our customers here mm-hmm. and uh his his band skitter but i'm always looking for something different so if you got a band or you got some original music that you're willing to let us use and no covers <laughs> I mean, I, if you want to let it, you know, huh? let us use it. I can't. You know, so I'm buying anything. I, I give you, you know, I bought the last one for five bucks, and he was cool with it. So <laughs> that sets the level of what we're paying here. But if you got something, or you know, a new band, or a younger band, or just want to put it yeah, out there, young we'll, hip new people, yeah, we'll put it out there. You can at least use this as a reference. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I'm professional. I'm used on a actual yeah. show. podcast intro. Podcast intro. Yeah. You know, you might as well. All right. Well, until then, next time, I, what do you want to do next week? Uh, or two weeks. Or in two weeks, we we'll figure something out. All right. We'll put it up there. We'll put it up there, yeah. All right. So we'll figure it out. <laughs> I have some ideas. You're not going to like them. But I have some ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'll see everybody later. Thanks. Thanks.